we've been talking in recent weeks about really spiritual maturity. Mm. We start off dealing with spiritual abuse. <laughs> spiritual abuse is a tremendous problem in the body of Christ. I think most of you can verify that. In order to stay free from spiritual abuse, you must be spiritually mature. Amen. You can you can get into abusive situations or, or deal with abusive situations without being destroyed by them if you're spiritually mature. So the, the greatest safeguard against that kind of thing is spiritual maturity. Last week, uh, we were talking about uh, being a victor or a victim. Amen. Amen. Uh, today I'm going to the, the title of what I'm going to speak about is Kingdom Mindset. Uh, just want to revisit briefly what I was talking about last week. Uh, we talked about the difference between counseling someone and training someone. And how what most of what Passes for counseling today in the body of Christ is really trying to train people. Uh, the fact is, you can't really counsel people from the Word of God unless they know the Word of God. Uh, you can't really counsel people unless they have a mindset that they get from the Word of God. Therefore, uh, those of you who have been involved in uh, quote-unquote counseling people recognize that much of what you've been doing is trying to train up people and the things that they should have known before they ever got to the point where they were. Mm-hmm. Marriages that were in trouble, uh, people weren't trained for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, men who took wives really weren't trained to be men. Amen. Women who took husbands really weren't trained to be women. Amen. Uh, and folks who got together really weren't trained to be husbands and wives. When I say trained, I mean uh both from the word and just practically. Mm-hmm. Financial situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, situations of, of, of dealing with uh, relationships. We talked about how in most schools today, students get little or no training in finances. That's right, they train you train in, in, you know, arithmetic, calculus, whatever, science, but they don't train you as far as how to deal with money. As far as I'm concerned, there's a design to that. Mm-hmm. All right? The more foolish people you have in a society, the more you can manipulate people. Uh, amen. That's my, that's my thing. Okay? Uh, if everybody was money wise, uh, you couldn't have so many people foolish with their money. And, and folks who get rich by taking advantage of foolish people wouldn't have that advantage anymore. Mm-hmm. So they don't teach us in school, and and it's incumbent upon us parents, even if we didn't know it when we were going to school and we had to learn it the hard way, it's incumbent upon us to try to teach our young folks. It's incumbent upon those of us in the body of Christ who who say we know and and, and are conversant with these things to teach others in the body of Christ. The church is more than just a place to come and, and, and hear a rousing message we need to be taught. Yeah. We need to learn the things that we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. We're responsible for one another. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, and, we, and we talked about that. And, and we talked about the example of how uh, God's people, the Jews, who he delivered out of Israel, I mean out of Egypt, uh, who would later become Israel, mm-hmm. how they, so many of them, fell and died in the desert and never got to the promised land. Yeah. And we talked about how deliverance simply is not just getting the devil cast out of somebody, meaning taking something out of somebody, taking somebody from someplace, but deliverance is only complete when you take them to the place where God means for them to be. Okay. Uh, his people, God's people, most of them left Egypt, but they never got to the promised land. Mm-hmm. Because of unbelief, most of their carcasses fell dead in the desert. That's why they roamed around 20 years in the desert. Because the Bible says of unbelief. Mm-hmm. He said all those, most of those over 20 years old died in the desert. God raised up a whole other generation 
to take into the promised land. And I want to tell you what, there's a promised land for you and I as believers, but you've got to know something. Uh, you've got to have a little more going on for you than a jump and a shout. Uh, you've got to have a little bit of wisdom, a little bit of training, a little bit of knowledge to, to, to get into kingdom living. Kingdom living is a right now living. Amen. Manifest itself right now. If you're not manifesting it right now, I don't know what you're going to do in the great by and by. Amen. Amen. So we were talking about those things, but we were saying that, you know, when when stuff got tough, when, when, when Moses, under God's direction, had sent out the spies into uh, Canaan, or into the promised land, and how most of the spies came back and they said, Lord, things are exactly like you said they are. Uh, they brought back... Uh, one cluster of grapes, and the thing was so big, it took two men with this cluster of grapes hung on a pole to bring it back. Uh, you can imagine how fertile the ground was. They said, it's exactly like you said, Lord. It does literally flow with milk and honey. But then they had what we call a big butt. Nevertheless, they're giants in the land. And then they got into their own mindset and they began to talk talk about what how the people looked on them and they didn't even know what the people how the people thought about them because they hadn't talked to any people. They just had spied out the land. So all except Joshua and Caleb came back with a bad report. And how that caused so many people, so many of God's people to die in the wilderness and never get to what God had them. See, that's deliverance. You got to do more than cast the devil out of a person. Uh, you got to make sure they're delivered to the place where God wants them to be. You got to teach them. You got to train them. Uh, they got to be disciplined. Amen. They've got to practice. Yes, God. All right. So uh, we're going to carry on uh, with that today. There's a parallel between God's people who were taken out of Egypt uh, and us. You see, God's people who were taken out of Egypt for the most part, most of them never grew spiritually to the point where God could counsel them from his word. See, a person who is spiritually mature, you receive the counsel, the whole counsel of the word of God. You'll be able to read the word or somebody is able to preach it to you or teach it to you, and that will suffice to help you to direct your life. But see, when, when Joshua said, listen, we are well able to take this, or it was Caleb who said it, we were well able to take this land. And Caleb was already, you know, getting to be an older person. He said, we're able, let's do it today. Let's do it today. And they said, oh, no. We're the, he said, they're, they're, we're like grasshoppers in there, son. Amen. Uh, that's that kind of mindset that they had. See, they, they were they, they didn't have the mind renewed by what God had spoken to them. That's directly parallel to us today. We hear it, we read it, we talk about it, we sing about it, but how much has, has it transformed our minds, church? Amen. So we, we see that God says for us today that the God of this world who we know is who? Satan. Or the God of this age has blinded the minds. Our minds before we were born again were blind. We couldn't even, we didn't even know what God was talking about. We would read this Bible and it would be, you know, black and, 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 and uh, red letters on white pages. It didn't mean anything to us. But once you're born again, you begin by the Holy Spirit to understand what it is that the Spirit of God is trying to say to us. Alright? Uh, the Bible also says that we were aliens in our mind mm-hmm. to the things of God. Mm-hmm. You're strangers. We're foreigners to God. But thanks be to God when we were saved, when we were born again, uh, now we're not just friends of God, but we're children of God, yeah. sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. I bless God for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you see that the Bible lets us know that it's our thinking mm-hmm. that's the problem. And how many of you know that our thinking is not all completely corrected when we get saved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or was that just me? <laughs> okay. So the problem is our thinking. The Bible tells us also that we are transformed 
by the renewing of our minds. Now, we got something to do. Our minds have to be renewed by the Word of God. Amen? We don't, we don't allow the Word of God to renew our minds. Guess what? We're not transformed. You might have a saving experience with Jesus Christ, but it doesn't mean that you're living in a kingdom style. That requires transformation. When God, when God created man and woman, He created them with a perfect mindset. I put them in that garden. They could understand perfectly. They could see perfectly. It was only in their fall, only in listening to that old serpent and letting doubt and so forth come in and disobeying God that death entered in. And once death entered the mind, other things entered the mind. Uh, there came that, that, real, that real doubt, that unbelief, that fear, that anxiety, all the evil that comes, we, we see that comes out of the minds of, of men and women today, uh, entered in because of the fall in the garden. It was the mind that the devil was after. It was our faith that he wanted to turn to fear. And that's exactly what he did from the, from the garden. Before all, before all, all of that happened, Adam had a what we call a healthy self-esteem. His estimation of who he was as God made him was healthy. He didn't have all that doubt and that fear about who he was. God had given him a task to do, had told him what to do, and he was going about doing that. Uh, when you are born in a fallen state, your self-esteem really will suffer. Amen? Some of the cockiest people out here in the world have the lowest self-esteem. Did you understand that? Amen. Uh, I always use Adolf Hitler as one of the examples. Adolf Hitler has been proven by psychologists and so forth that he had the, some of the lowest self-esteem of any world leader in history. But it manifested itself in a superiority complex. Uh, it's funny the way that the minds of men and women uh, work. But, but in Father Adam, we had a healthy self-esteem. I don't care what people tell you. You have to feel good about yourself. Amen. And you find out who you are, by, not by what strangers tell you, but you find out who you are by what? The Word of God tells you. Yes. Amen. You, you, you don't go according to what uh, uh, the latest uh, poll talks to you about people who are your age, people who are uh, uh, your socioeconomic group, what you are. You go by what the Word of God says you are. Amen. Amen. That th those parameters don't determine who you are. Yeah, that's right. If they don't agree with the Word of God... Chuck them. Amen. Amen. Those are the things, those are the boxes the world wants to put you in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God, go into whatever parameters God puts you in. Yeah. Amen. That's where you're going to be happy. That's where you're going to be fulfilled. Amen. 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 Uh, once your mind is damaged, it can become a prison for you. Oh, yes. That's the biggest prison any person ever can get in. Is a mind is a is a is a prison that's constructed in your mind. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's so many examples of of people being in in, in, in prisons and, and looking at things in, in such a way. Uh, let me give you an example from the animal kingdom of uh, of bondage. But animal, and you and I know that this animal is well able, physically, uh, never to be held in the way that he's held. Very early, when they take baby elephants and, and they want to restrain them, they take a, a, like a three-foot stake and they pound it in the ground and put a chain around that baby elephant's left or right leg. I forget which one is using always the same one. And they put him on that stake. Now, would, as a small animal, not very strong, not super heavy like he's going to be, that animal cannot get out away from that stake. <clears throat> that animal will try, and he will try and, until he figures 
In his mind, he sees, hey, there's no escape from the stake. And once he stops trying, he's done. Now, when he's 20 times his size, as a grown elephant, as long as you put a chain on his leg and attach it to a stake, and he feels a little bit of resistance, guess what? He's never going to go beyond that. Believe me, there are people in this world today who put you in bondage because uh, they conditioned you from a child to respond in certain ways to certain things that if you knew the truth, what the Bible says, if you know the truth, and the truth will make you free. But they're holding us with paper chains. And we feel a little bit of resistance, and we're just like that elephant. See, it's our mind that doesn't have the truth. It's our mind that's in bondage. That's why you can't stop at what man says. You've got to go with what God says yeah. because God will expose all of that stuff Amen. and make you free. Are you hearing me? Amen. Amen. All right, all right. Uh, the elephant has been given a mindset that tells him that there's no use to struggle. Mm-hmm. He's been given a negative mindset. The devil wants to give us a mindset to tell us there's no use trying to fight. You're this way. You're going to be that way. You can't beat it. Huh? You, you, you're going to be poor. You're going to be this. You're going to be that. That's it. When God's already told you something else. See, that's a negative mindset. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to deal with today is mindsets. God says we have to renew our minds. We have to reset it. Just like you do on a computer when a thing locks up. Or ain't doing what you wanted to do, and you got a lot of gobbledygook. Sometimes you have to you have to erase all that stuff that's got your system all messed up. You got to reset, yeah. And you got to go back to a place where it was working, like the manufacturer made the work. Huh? So you got to have some sort of reset. Jesus is our reset, huh? He gave us the ability to go back to the kind of mindset that God gave man in the beginning. It's about mindset. Where you have your mind. Let me give you a definition of, of mindset. Mindset is a fixed mental attitude or disposition. Or Brother Coley might say a frame of thought. A fixed mental attitude or disposition. Or frame of thought. Fixed, meaning, you know you know the difference between a, a, a fixed mortgage and a variable mortgage? Oh, yeah. You're going to get a fixed mortgage. <laughs> uh, especially if the, if the rates are low, you want to get a fixed mortgage because guess what? The numbers ain't going to fluctuate. If you, get, if, you, if you get one of those mortgages that, that jumps all over the place, you might, you might come in at, at 5%. But in 10 years or 5 years, you may be at 12%. Paying mm-hmm. twice as much as you were before you bought the place. Alright? So fixed means it, it's, it's set. That's where we get mindset from. A fixed mind. Okay? It doesn't, doesn't vary all over the place. You're not double-minded. Mm-hmm. Okay? As the Bible talks uh, about us. Uh, understand something. Today... Who you are today is really the sum total of what you think. That's what you are. That's who you are. The sum total of what you think. That's why the devil is messing with your mind as much as he is. Because if he knows that he can get your thinking into his realm, he can get you into a negative mindset and he can control you. Where your mind goes, your body's going to follow Amen. Am I right? Uh-huh. That goes across the board. That works for all of us. Uh, it's the same thing. Uh, let me give you a few things concerning mindset. Your mindset predetermines your response or your interpretation of circumstances or situations. Let me just say that again. Some of y'all need to get this tape. Amen. Amen. Your mindset predetermines your response 
or your interpretation of circumstances or situations. <laughs> Y'all are here. Amen. Listen to what I'm saying to you. <laughs> Look. Sometimes I see people who have been in bad relationships. And the person who's been bad with them exits the scene. They wouldn't do right, no way, no how. And I'm thinking, in my mind, you're blessed. Amen. Because there ain't no change in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't want to do. There wasn't no way that they were. See, everybody got a free mind, a free will. Let me say, mm-hmm. free will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and to the extent that you make choices. Mm-hmm. Sometimes one person chooses to do this. Sometimes one person chooses to do that. Mindset has to do with how you make your choices. How you set, how you see things. Mm-hmm. Now, I've seen people take their life literally because the person left them. Now God knows I love my wife. Her head, her toes, her elbows, and all that. <laughs> but Elder, did she leave me? I cried and wild on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I kept my life. <laughs> Amen. Do, do you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> because that's not God for you to hear yourself. I mean, she might come back. I don't, I don't know. But, but what I'm saying is that none of y'all were around, I don't think, at the time, but I remember a man who drank uh, lye or something. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I got a neighbor. He ain't alive today. Did the same thing. I wonder what it is. He drank some kind of caustic something. Used to go to the church. I've seen the woman in the church and all that kind of stuff. And something happened with him and her, and it was like she was getting ready to leave, or she left him or something, and this dude drank some stuff, mm-hmm. and eventually it killed him. Mm-hmm. What kind of mindset did he have? Mm-hmm. Huh? Now, I've seen some other people say, look, I love you, I love the Lord, I hope you don't leave because you're making a mistake, da 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 but I'm going to go on living. Yeah. yeah for real. No matter what you do, <laughs> you know, I mean, I owe that to me, I owe that to you, I owe that to God Amen. to keep on keeping on. Amen. All right? See, there's two different mindsets. Yeah. Yeah. See, one of them had a mindset that, hey, life ain't worth living. Well, that person must have been their God. Because yeah. right. if, you, if you can't live without anything but God, you don't have the right God. Amen. Amen. Do you know what I'm saying about mindset? Mm-hmm. It's powerful. The devil knows about it better than we do. So, mindset predetermines your response or your interpretation of circumstances or attitudes. Mm-hmm. The key here is get your mindset before the situation. So that your response is going to be the right response. Amen. That's what the Word of God does for you. When you fill your mind with the Word of God, I mean, and really understand what it's all about, and you decide not to go to your emotions, but what you know uh, in your soul is right, and respond according to that, regardless of how you feel, Lord God, yes. then your response is going to be right. Amen. It's going to be right. Um, Look, go with me to Romans 8, 28. I'm going to read this one, one scripture. And you all, most of y'all can quote it. Yeah. Really. Amen. This is one thing to help you set your mind according to kingdom principles. Romans 8. 28. I want to say that the we they're talking about here is us. All those who know Jesus Christ are the saving of our souls, right? Romans 8, 28. And we, that's us. Mm-hmm. And we know, not we think. Mm-hmm. Huh? 
Now we all we know and we know that all things not not ninety nine or a hundred but a hundred percent of all things mm-hmm. now can you believe that mm-hmm. God said it I didn't write this uh, it was written many 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 hundreds of years before I was, I was ever even, even here all things work together for good to those who love God uh oh there's a condition Mm-hmm. Do you love God? Amen. So God says, if you love me, in all things, I'll be working them, working them together for your good. Yeah, Even them that seem terrible for you. He says, I'll work them together for your good. Uh, for those who love God, to those who are the call according to their purpose. His purpose. His purpose. His purpose. His purpose. His purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you might have a purpose to build the biggest mega church on the East Coast. But God says, that's not necessarily according to my, my purpose. Mm-hmm. He says, but if you call according to my purpose and you love me, I, want, I got a promise that I've made to you that everything that happens, no matter how, what you think about it or how it seems, I will be working this thing together for your good. Yeah, right. Right. I turned out to live by this. Because yeah, right. I come through some flaky things sometimes. <laughs> some hard things, some ups and downs I don't even tell people about. Yeah, if, you, if you're living, you're going to deal with something. Yeah. Right. Man, you don't have no rose garden. I mean, the Bible tells us that it, 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 in this world, you're going to have tribulation. Yeah, yeah. He promises you that. Anybody preaches to you that you're going to be on a bed of ease, once you get saved, they're lying to you. Amen. But they just don't understand. Because mm-hmm. that, ain't, that ain't Bible. That is something to set your mind. That's an attitude to take from the Word of God. It's truth. Hey, all right, sister. I know you didn't think I was going to do this, but I just thought about you. I want you to... Very quickly, tell these people about your recent experience. <laughs> and I know what your mindset was because I know what it was when you were talking to my wife about and, and, and me. But just what you went through. So you, you understand that it's, it's very, very possible. Would, would you just stand and give us a little bit of testimony of what happened with you last week? Uh, was, uh, last week I was uh, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I was in bed at 1 o'clock in the morning, and um, the, um, I, start, I was startled awake, and um, someone was outside of my bedroom window trying to break into my house. Mm-hmm. Now, there were two people breaking in. One, one had, cause I live in a Cape Cod house, so one had climbed on top of the garage, and the other one, we had unknowingly left up door unlocked, the front door, and the other one came in through the front door, mm-hmm. and um, I normally take my purse and all of my stuff upstairs when I go upstairs at night, but I left my purse downstairs on the couch, um, so while the one startled me upstairs, I startled up out of my sleep, and I saw this person, Jimmy, in the screen open at the window, so I yelled and said, get out. But the other person had already taken my purse and was gone. <laughs> and I didn't even realize my purse was gone until the next morning. I got up and got ready for work. And you know how you grab your pocketbook and out the door you go. So um, my purse was gone. And in it was my social security card, my birth certificate, my grandson's social security card, his birth certificate certificate because I had gone to a meeting and I needed all those papers. Mm-hmm. My money was in there, you know, just everything. Mm-hmm. So I was devastated, you know, nevertheless, um, you know, and thought about, well, what am I going to do to get all this stuff back? So I ran around all that. I went to work, first of all. I borrowed money to get to work, and I got to work, but my job was so good and so faithful. God is so good. Mm-hmm. My boss told me, he, she said, here, take this money and go do what you got to do. They gave me money, mm-hmm. $125, and told me, go do what you have to do, get your license. And I ran all around all day. I got nothing accomplished because if you don't have a birth certificate, you can't get right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with all the terrorist stuff, if you right. have one thing, you can't get the other thing. Right. They treat you like you stole your own pocket. Right. 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 
So I just said, I went home and I just settled myself. I called Pastor Johnny and Sister Jackie after the phone and I told her what had happened. And she said, you know, you just be encouraged. And she had such a quiet, calm demeanor. And I listened to her talk and I said, okay, God, I'm just, I'm going to leave it alone. Well, within two days, I said, God, whoever has my pocketbook, make it too hot for them to handle. Let them drop it wherever they are. I need my stuff back. I don't want to have to go through because I have to send to Alabama to get my stuff oh, yeah. and all that stuff. So within two days, I got a call. My daughter got a call at home saying, Mom, they found your pocketbook. Oh, okay. It was in somebody's backyard. Oh, they okay. threw it down. Oh. I said, well, what did they say was missing? What was in there? She said, Mom, they didn't say. So the police came and got the pocketbook. They took it to the police station. It took me another two days to get it back. So Friday night at 11 o'clock, I went to the police station and picked up my pocketbook. And the detective, Detective Ortiz, from the Willowboro Police Department, he said, ma'am, you are so lucky. He said, because your birth certificate and your social security, your son, your grandson's birth certificate and social security, everything is in here. Except for your money. My bank cards were in there. My checkbook. about things, 
Sometimes the worst place to go to get a good mindset is church. Mm. Sure. Sometimes so many people in church are negative. Yeah. And if you listen to what so many people go to church say, you'll come out worse than you went in. That's right. That's why it ain't about church. It ain't simply about religion. It's, it's, it's about what Jesus talked about. It's about the Word of God. It's about the Kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Amen? That's what we have to... That's the mindset that we have to get. Anytime you get around somebody that's always negative, that's the person that's going to take you down. Amen. I don't care what they do. I don't care what they say. They're going to take you down. You have to extricate yourself from that person. That's right. A lot of times people who are super negative, they don't understand why people don't want to be around. Well, you know, they they just think they're so-and-so. No, no, no. They just don't want to be messed up with all the mess that's going through your mind because they're trying to keep their mind right. They they don't want all that okey-doke stuff on their mind when they have to deal with life. Mm -hmm. Because that ain't what life is about. Amen. I'm going to tell you you have enough liabilities just in general in life, you know, where you don't want to pick up any of these in your mind just, just from the way you're thinking. There's a lot of things that you have to deal with, a lot of negativities that, that, that come in life that you have to respond to. Uh, you don't want to add any by the way you think about things. Huh? Some things you can't do nothing about. you got to leave them. you got to say, well, Lord, I've done what I can do. The rest is up to you. Alright? And sometimes that's hard for us to, to leave alone. Go with me the third John. I want to read one verse, and, and, and this is where we're going to end up. But I'm going to have a lot to say about third John. Mm-hmm. I really feel like preaching this as, as opposed to teaching it. But, uh, we'll see. Third John, one verse. Good God Almighty. Third John. Little, little books were powerful. Second verse says this. Beloved, who's he talking to? Not me. Talking to you. Talking to you. Beloved, I pray that ye may prosper in all things and be in good health, just as your soul prosperous. That's a prayer that you, you need to pray for one another. Yeah. Please pray for me. Amen. That I can prosper yes, and be in good health yes. even as my soul prospers. Yeah. Now they're asking three things. The most important is that my soul will prosper. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, and I don't want to get ahead of myself but you need prosperity of soul. Yes. You see, a good mindset is the way to prosper your soul. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you don't have a good mindset, you're never going to prosper in your soul. Mm-hmm. Because you're always going to be under the circumstance and never over it. Because your mindset is going to be the mindset of a, a loser. Huh? Prosper, and, and usually the money people use this. Yeah. Beloved, you know, my desire is that you will prosper. And the only thing about money, well, sometimes getting money is not prospering. Amen. Amen. Huh? Money was all that it it took to prosper. Uh, You you would have all of these athletes going to jail. Mm -hmm. You would have uh, all these entertainers freaking and, 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 and the stuff that they're into. Yeah. You would have all these crooked politicians uh, selling us down the road the way they sell us down the road. If money was all that it took. Yeah. Yeah. But God knows it don't mean anything unless you have some good health. Amen. Pray for good health, church. Yeah. Especially if you get a little bit older, you get a few years on you. Mm-hmm. I pray more for health these days than, 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 than a whole lot of things, all right? Because mm-hmm. uh, you need to be in good health. Yeah. But it all is proportional to how your soul prospers. Yeah. We're going to investigate. 
kingdom mindset will give you a prosperous soul. See, we talked about training, and we said last week that training for kingdom living means training for growth. Anybody who has ever been in the military, you were trained. I mean, you were educated, uh, you were disciplined, and you and you had to practice mm. what you did. But that was for growth. The same thing for us. When we talk about training by the Word of God, we're talking about for spiritual growth. Our soul has to grow in a spiritual positive way. Yeah. You know, you can grow in a negative way. You can grow all kinds of deformities. Uh, have, have a freaky soul. Mm. Like so much of the world has. A negative soul. A messed up soul. Well, well, well Bible tells us that we have a soul to save. Uh, it needs to be dealt with through, through the Word. So we have to be trained. Uh, not so much counsel. You can only be counsel when you've been trained. Amen. Amen. All right. uh, y'all who ever think about it, you're going to get into counseling somebody. Understand that. There's so much training that's needed because folk ain't taught. Mm-hmm. So folk were taught right uh, coming up in the body of Christ, then you could counsel them from the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Amen. But it, it, it's, it's something that has to be done, and I, and I recognize it, and so many others do. I'll tell you what. You have the responsibility of developing your own soul. That's why some of you are here. Because you know that. And coming uh, to to church, for you, is more than looking for a feeling. It's, Lord, what is it that you're saying to me? What, Lord, directions are you giving to me that I might do what I need to do to fulfill your purpose for me? I need to grow. Let me tell you what. When you stop growing, you start really dying. Mm, true. You and I are responsible for developing our own soul. We can't put that out on anybody else. Look, other folks can teach you, but you have to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, other folks can disciple you, but you got to discipline your own self. Mm-hmm. Uh, other folks can uh, give you certain exercise to do, but you're the one who's going to have to work and practice those things. That's right. Uh, you, you, you can go to, to the greatest gym in the world, have the greatest uh, coaches and everything else, and they can tell you this to do and that to do, and if you never hit one of them barbells or whatever they have, guess what? You ain't going to change one day. Mm-hmm. See, it's about something we need to do. God provided everything through His Word. But we talked last last week. Training involves discipline. Oh my God. That's a dirty word for some people. <laughs> discipline. You mean I can't live a helpless, scuffle life? Let me talk to y'all about discipline while you're here. Discipline means getting to church at 11 o'clock. We set a time. Nah, we, those of us who came in here, who were here early, we decided we were going to start church at 11 o'clock. Now, I'm not stepping on nobody's toes, you know. You say, well, you there because you live there, yeah. Well, <laughs> I got to clean, clean the joint up, and, and I got to get my message together, and, and, and I got to, you know, make sure we got a little coffee or whatever we're going to have. I, I got things I got to do, all right? Uh, the thing is, we say 11 o'clock, that's a discipline. Amen. Uh, usually on Sunday mornings, uh, 11 o'clock, the only ones who are here, Mr. Andy, who's in a wheelchair, Brother Mike, when he comes, he's in a wheelchair, and it shines. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not naming nobody else, but I'm just telling you, that's a discipline. Yes, it is. Y'all still love me? Yes.
we fall back into a pattern mm-hmm. that I've seen elsewhere. Right. And we don't, we, 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 were, we were very happy about saying all things are new. Mm-hmm. Old things are passed away. <laughs> But some things have passed away. <laughs> Preach, brother. We got to work on those things. Preach. That's one of those things we need to work on. All right. So as long as, long as we need to work on it, I will bring it up. Amen. I know if I don't bring it up, I know Elder Shine will. You don't want Elder Shine to bring it up. No, we don't. <laughs> Amen, amen. So you're responsible to develop, to develop yourself. You got to when you're talking about developing your soul. You're talking about you develop your mind, huh? Yes. Your will and your emotions. Amen. We talk about we talk about the mind. We talk about the place you think. We talk about the will. We talk about the place you make decisions. You're talking about your emotions. Well, you're just talking about how you respond or you react. Let me tell you difference. There's a difference between reacting and responding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Much of our life is spent reacting. That's right. That's true. Well, you don't want to spend your life simply reacting. Mm-hmm. See, everything that comes up in our life demands a response. But it needs to be a proper response. When you simply react to something, a lot of times it's just what that person or that thing desire you to do, and a lot of times people do things or say things to get you to react in a mm-hmm. certain way. Praise right. God. That's called manipulation. Good. That's called witchcraft. Yes. That's called domination. Yes. And that's called control. See, you say something to me, if, if, if I can't react or, or respond properly, I'm going to ask you to give me some time. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get the proper mindset. A lot of times people hit you right on that spur of the moment. Bam! There you go. go. What about sop sop sop? And they got y'all, you know. And you say, well, look, I'll get back to you. Mm-hmm. I'll give you the proper response mm-hmm. to that. And you take time and gather yourself. Yeah. One, one favorite things. Uh, of the kingdom of darkness to the people of the kingdom of light. One favorite thing is they do is to catch you on the spur of the moment and ask you something. Listen, I had a phone call from a quote-unquote man of God on the spur of the moment. And he asked me a whole lot of things and tried to manipulate me in a whole lot of ways. And I think I took my time to respond because I know everything was meant to cause me to react in a certain way. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, a lot of times my emotions were getting stirred up because I realized what was going on. Mm-hmm. All right? But I had enough experience in the things of God. And I had enough control. I had enough of a mindset to know, no, you're not going to manipulate me. Mm-hmm. All right. so you, you ain't coming to me right. You ain't dealing with me right. Uh, I'm not going to let you do what you want to do. Yeah. And, and, and once they saw that, uh, they were frustrated mm-hmm. and the tables were turned. Mm-hmm. You know one thing I've learned about the devil all these many years I've been dealing with him is that when the devil sets up on you with his emissaries mm-hmm. and they line up on you and they can't get over the way they want to get over on you, they will turn on themselves. Mm-hmm. I've seen it over and over and over. And the only way to really battle this is to stay in the Lord. Lord God. Uh, you know, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Uh, that means something. Stay, stay in the love of God, you know. De- deal with things the way God would have you to deal with them. You want to respond. You don't always want to be a person who reacts. Uh, we, we have all these teams, emergency response teams. They're not called emergency react teams. No, they're made to respond in a certain way. When, when someone gives you medication, we've got a nurse in here, uh, they don't want, you don't want people to get a reaction to it, but you want a certain response to that medication, right? So that's a control type thing. That's a, that's a positive thing that, that, that you want people to have. In the same way, in your walk, you want a mindset that's going to allow you to respond. 
and not always be reacting, amen? Because mm-hmm. it gets you to say things and do things uh, that you don't want to say. Uh, I'll tell you what, the choices that you make, they will either build you up or destroy you. I said I'm going to end up there, but I got another another place I want to go. Matthew, the 25th chapter. This will be it, I believe. Matthew 25. Sometimes you write things down. You don't know whether or not you're going to, you're going to use it. All right, Matthew 25, beginning the 14th verse. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. They were who? They were his servants. They were his slaves. Uh, They they were duty-bound to do what he asked them to do. Amen. Uh, 15 says, And to one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one, and to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Understand something. God gives you gifts and talents depending upon your ability. You never have to be worried about what this man is doing, or that one is doing, that woman is doing, as long as you're doing what, what you, you have to do. Yes, never look at no big ones and little ones. Uh, God gives according to the abilities that he gives us. Amen? Amen. Uh, He says he went into a far uh, country. He he took a journey. 16 says, Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more talents. Now these were guys, I would say, had good mindsets. Uh, uh, The Lord said, "Look, Look, Make me some money. I'm giving you gifts, and I want to return on what I give you. Understand something? God has given every one of us gifts, and God expects a return. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody had to use their gifts for you and I to be in this place today. That's true. Uh, somebody had to open their mouth and talk to us. Somebody had to share something. Somebody had to do something for each and every one of us to be here today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, the, the gospel comes by the preaching of the word, and the ministry comes by people dealing with one another. God has given every one of us gifts and talents, and He expects us to use them. Yeah, if you have a good mindset, you do just what these first two did. You use them for the building of the kingdom of God. He goes on in verse 18, he says, But, there's the big but again. He who had received one went and dug in the ground. And hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. There's going to be a seventh church. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have, give, I, give, I have gained five more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you thrill over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. That lets me know no matter how, what somebody or what you think somebody has and gets some talents in the world, it's just a little bit. Because mm-hmm. the Lord said, uh, you were faithful over a few things. Mm-hmm. So I'm going I'm, I'm to make you a master over a whole lot. So uh, ain't nobody doing much mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't stand in awe to no T.D. Jakes. I love T.D. Jakes or anybody else. They're just using what God gave them. That's right. Amen. Amen. Right. Don't stand in awe. It's just a little bit that they're doing. Ain't nobody doing much. Hmm. All right? Hmm. So don't stand in awe of men and gifts and talents. Hmm. Uh, he also, he also who had received two talents, verse 22, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. He didn't have five. He had two. But he did what God gave him to do. The Lord said, Enter into my joy. Then, 
He who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seeds. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. Wow. He had a bad mindset. He had a negative mindset about God. How is it that these two had such a positive mindset? If he had done what they did, then he would have gained 100% just like they did. But he had a mindset that was different from theirs. This is what I'm telling you, church. That it's your mindset that determines uh, your prosperity in life. The prosperity of your soul. Uh And and, and Jesus came to change that old death, uh, that old deadly uh, mindset that we got when Father Adam fell. He came to restore to us the kind of mindset that God gave man to begin with. Here's a man uh, uh, I want to tell you, you, you might think it's hard what the master does, but God is just trying to tell you and to show us that there's more to this thing than, than saying the Lord's Prayer. Amen. Uh, God expects something. Mm. Uh, he respects a return. And it's just all done in faith. If we go and we and read in, uh, verse 26, it says this, but his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servants. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore take the talent, therefore take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given and, and he will have abundance, but from him who does not have, mm-hmm. even what he has will be taken from, taken away. Mm-hmm. Look, God is saying if you have that negative, a divisive kind of mindset where you're always complaining about what somebody else has mm-hmm. and what somebody else does, he says you'll never prosper. Mm-hmm. He says as a matter of fact, I'll cause you to lose what you have. Mm-hmm. You know, and then after says, you lose what you don't use. Mm-hmm. Y'all know that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> huh? <laughs> that, that's street, but that's that Bible. Mm-hmm. If you don't lose it, then you, you lose it. God says, uh, don't compare yourself with other people. Amen. You do what I give you to do. Amen. Uh, you use what I gave you to use. Uh, all I'm looking for is a return on the gift that I gave you. He says, no, I, 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 you didn't expect me to go out there and work. He says, I own it all. Yeah. That's what I got you for, uh, to go out and do it. But see, he said, you, you are lazy. <laughs> you don't want to put out the effort. I thank God that he makes it clear to us. That if you're going to have a kingdom living, if you're going to have a kingdom mindset, if you're going to prosper in this life, you're going to have to do something. That's right. You have to believe Him, and you're going to have to put in practice what He said in the Word of God. How do you do that? First of all, you got to know what's in the Word of God. Amen. You got to sit up under somebody that, that knows a little bit about the Word of God themselves. You you've got to take. Time yourself and get in the Word of God and read it and study it and, 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 and rightly divide the Word of God. Yes. Apply it to your life. Yes. Yes, this is a lifetime endeavor. Anybody in here who preaches the Word will tell you. Uh, you, you don't go to Bible school or whatever you do or, or, or learn so much and figure, hey, I got it now. No. The more you go, the more you realize you don't know. The more you realize that God has to open your eyes to. It's a lifelong endeavor. As a matter of fact, it's an eternal endeavor because when we get with the Lord, we'll still be discovering it. And who He is in His finish. So do you understand in this 
this thing about spiritual maturity, that there is a mindset that we have to develop through uh, learning of the Word of God, through uh, practicing the Word of God, through disciplining ourselves to the Word of God. Amen? And it's incumbent upon us to do that. We can get people to help the teach us. We can get people to help to disciple us. Uh, we can get people, you, you, you know, to do all kinds of things. But in the end, we have to learn it. We have to discipline ourselves to it. And we have to practice it. Kingdom mindset. Amen. That's what it's all about. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Let's just give the Lord a hand. Amen. 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 Amen.